0: It's not—it's not weird that I that I I would say like shit every thirty seconds. It's weird that I would like just turn into, you know, we're in third grade
1: and I'm saying sugar. <laughs> okay, let's do this. They
2: don't know what I know.
1: Welcome back to another engineering know. podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. And I'm Mike? Yay! Yay! Okay, <laughs> right? That's your. I think you're our, you're. Our, uh, first repeat guest. Really, that's exciting. Damn, our first guest and our first repeat guest.
0: Ah, good. Just bring me back every time something needs to change drastically. Let me know.
1: <laughs> so, so welcome. Uh, you know, welcome to you, Mike. Mm-hmm. But also welcome to all of our new listeners. We're still we're still growing every week. So I feel like I got to be like, hey, the new to welcome to the n- new six people <laughs> that are Hells, listening yeah. to us. Uh, if you're new here, Mike's been a guest in the past. He's, uh, an old buddy of ours from, from way back. Um, who is for his day job, a, uh, screenwriter. But, uh, once again, we're not going to talk about that. No. (laughs) None of us want to talk about our job. Yeah. Yeah. That's a reasonable thing to do. (laughs) I'm doing this to not be doing my day job, but you know, day jobs aside, we uh, I'm trying to think how to intro this in a, in a in a good way we're here to, we're here to talk about arguments not to have arguments but to talk about argument how did we get to that as a topic that we were all like this is we all want to talk about this
0: my interest in argument is that I basically studied the damn thing like I, I and uh, in college my uh, major was rhetorical theory and semantics which is something that we talked about
2: wow.
0: the three of us briefly uh, in, in high school we kind of like diverted away from the usual curriculum and started talking about argument instead um and you know my major was about the study of words, the study of of kind of persuasive language and also just the study of the study of uh of like almost treating words and discussion like math like does stuff does stuff actually compute does the thing that you're saying actually do what you say it says or is it um a big pile of a uh, big pile of crap
1: well What I think is funny about the background that the three of us have, you studied this, like you just said, like, like sort of mechanically, right? Like here's the, almost like the programming language, like structure of how you put together rhetorical arguments, right? Like, like using words to walk people through ideas to try to make a point at the end. I studied philosophy, which is kind of just the application of that to really crazy ideas.
0: Yeah, and I and I would say the difference there is the stuff that I looked at is more of like the the history of why um, the words can do that at all.
1: What I think is interesting related to the third background in this conversation, that being Brian, your background as an engineer and a programmer, anti-words, like you, yeah, exactly, right. You come from like numbers and programming, and like it's it's very it's funny because we're talking about essentially like the idea that. Language is just a words, right? And language and grammar and whatever are all just like the programming language of how I put my ideas in you. And, <laughs> and you get to this idea of there is a set that you study when you study rhetoric of very common bad arguments. And they're not like arguments that people disagree with. They're bad arguments. If you use this structure to try to prove your point, you're wrong. You're doing it
0: wrong.
2: <laughs> They're not facts or points or positions. They're like the way you make a position. That's the distinction, right? It's not like I disagree with you that um, the orange is orange. I think it's blue. It's not that. It's like, how do I tell you about, how do I talk to you intelligently about oranges and colors?
0: But, you know, it's an interesting thing to talk about in general because we, we live in a time of, of, of multiple multiple mediums of discussion uh multiple attempts um to relay your own ideas and do so in a way that is not only persuasive for the other person but also clear in your intention and i think that because clarity um is is in the eye of the beholder these days talking about what actual clarity is is sort of a fun a fun discussion to have you know like we don't you know, they, they, there's no such thing as a, as a stupid question, but there's plenty of stupid arguments, and we've kind of decided that there aren't. We lo- <laughs> and, 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 and people don't know how to do it anymore.
2: I, th- I think this also speaks to uh, one of the bigger issues with debate in modern times, which is that we tend to just hate on each other rather than actually discuss the issues. <clears throat> things have been shortened to sound bites on the Internet, and when you look at a lot of the... Uh, issues a lot of these logical fallacies that we're going to get to they they kind of point to that a lot of logical fallacies just result in people getting pissed at each other because they're like for instance personal attacks which is some sort of Latin term for that but uh, if we can identify those and not do that stuff anymore people
1: can just have reasonable conversations and so so then to take it to that place of like why it's relevant today gets it to why it's a relevant topic for our world of engineering right like As people are more and more and more connected, there's more and more and more communication. And for guys like us that have sort of paid attention to not just like how to make a point, but like how to structure your point so that it's effective, like I spend so much time watching people and like, I don't remember the names of the logical fallacies, but I notice when somebody puts together a bad argument and I go, Oh, that just, that isn't even, that has nothing to do with the conversation. And then I'm like, do I try to explain that or do I just like, and it just, and, and it happens more and more and more, the more communication there is. Right. So it's like, it's this conversation about the state of conversation today, the state of argument today, how to improve it in like a, non-partisan way well yeah i mean like we talk about situations like the most part this stuff is is what you could kind of
0: easily call the um the journey to fuck you (laughs) um which is basically like how how much how much discussion would you have with somebody before they just say fuck you and they leave uh and and it's pretty quick especially when when you're basically saying the thing they're doing doesn't work but but I think that ideally, the person who just said fuck you and walked away, ideally, whether you agree with your position or not, ideally they think about what you said or at least like have an interest in in making the point they tried to make clear as opposed to doing the version that they think is the only version to to make an argument. Like, you know, you, you brought up uh, personal attacks, which is, you know, categorized under ad hominem and we can go into more a formal version of that in a second, but like... You know, that is a tried and true strategy, is that I I'm right because you're an idiot. You know? <laughs> and that that doesn't really make the point you want to make. It's it's sort of what most conversations come down to these days. Yeah. Um, but and I, I I think it's worthwhile discussing why that, that doesn't really really work. And also trying to encourage people to uh to be persuasive. Um with what they're saying without necessarily getting too angry, like emotionally involved about it.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: And, you know, it's interesting because, like, we talk about the times in which we live, and we can go into greater detail if we want to, but I think the biggest problem is that um, we we don't do a lot of talking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whether, we don't do a lot of talking with people that we don't agree with past fuck you. Right. Uh, and I think because it's so, it's so wonky out there these days and wonky is indeed a technical term. Um, it's important to embrace a version of discussion where we can actually figure out what the other, what people that disagree with you are thinking and why and trying to either come to some sort of conclusion, you know, you can agree or disagree all you want, but, but there's also a version in which. We kind of realize that we we do agree on some fundamental things and that is the only place to actually repair a division is to have start with something that people agree on and really understand why people feel certain ways because it's very easy to say I disagree with you because you're dumb and very often that can be the case but it makes a lot more sense to try to figure out what the other person's point actually is to better uh, explain what your point is. And see if 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 one of you can can, you know, change your mind ever so slightly without thinking of it as some sort of defeat. You know, it's not a zero sum game. People don't necessarily like to win arguments. That's the kind of a screwy thing with the way we talk about it. Winning arguments is a thing. It really shouldn't be. It should be more like I'm making my argument, you're making your argument. So between us, what's the truth?
2: You know, There's a lot to uh, that I think should be sort of redefined, like the words we use, arguments Jeez. and 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 debate and cheese and other snack foods cheese the like,
0: like, cheese is a very specific thing and i've seen on the menu some bullshit that's not fucking cheese
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's those really stinky cheeses that i still can't tolerate no uh, you know, i'll tell you what i love I'll, stinky I'll, cheeses i'm
0: with carpenter on this one because the stinky the stinky cheese first of all the stinky th- 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 by the way we are right on topic right now but the stinky <laughs> cheese is not meant to be consumed by itself only a fucking animal is gonna eat you know, <laughs> like like a rope for cheese a super funky cheese by itself it's supposed to go with like nine other things and those nine other things all uh all like cut the funkiness of the cheese like most funky cheese is supposed to be enjoyed with with a funky wine and and otherwise it's just fear factor
2: and like nuts and honey nuts and honey you're
1: wrong you're wrong because you're ugly
0: well there you go see what we're learning so far is that it's a very (laughs) you're wrong because I
2: saw someone Mm -hmm. eat cheese without other things the other day
0: both of those are wrong
2: (laughs) In response to to your wonderful, uh, uh, summary there, Rosolio of the situation, um, I think just the general approach. I agree with you. I think the general approach people take to conversation sucks these days. Everyone comes in, we, with the like everyone thinks discussing things is arguing, which it's not. It's just discussing things. You think it's arguing because I disagree with you and you get upset, and and I do the same thing. Yeah. Um. Maybe. And so we shouldn't use that word anymore. It's not an argument. We're just we're just sharing. Oh. And along those lines, like I shouldn't if I'm the further away someone's viewpoint is from mine, the less I should expect to change their mind. Right. And so if oh, I come yeah. into this kind of with like a like a Jesus perspective on conversation, I should just come in expecting to share. I'm not here to change your mind. I just want to tell you how I feel and what I think I know.
0: But even beyond that, I think that it's less about changing someone's mind as it is about understanding them Mm -hmm. because, you know, people can share all they want, you know, just, just sharing to have yourself heard is kind of selfish. You know, it's just like, I want to, I want everyone to hear what I'm thinking. That's kind of what the entire internet is. But, um, (laughs) but I think that there is a a requirement of people, especially if you live in, in a, in a modern time where, um, People disagree with other people, they disagree with other, other pretty drastically, and they come into a discussion in a very combative place. But Jones, you're right. If you talk to somebody who, who disagrees entirely with you, such as Adam does with his with the stinky cheese, you are it is less about him trying to tell you why you should enjoy stinky cheese so much as explaining why he enjoys stinky cheese, and that will allow you to make your own determination on it. Um, because your goal is not to convert the world into non-sticky cheese-eating people. Your goal is to decide for yourself kind of what your own opinion is hmm. and decide for yourself you, with, with all the possible relevant information. And you can't get the relevant information to people are young fuck you all the time. Two things come to mind. First of all, something I know very near and dear to Adam's heart <laughs> is the argument clinic. The, you know, the, the, very, the very famous, brilliant, amazing... No, uh, oh, no, no. ...python sketch... <laughs> Uh, in which Michael Palin goes into the office to, to, for an argument. And the argument is just contradiction. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. I told you once. Don't no, you have it? Yes, I have. And it's funny. It's ridiculous. But that is kind of... That is the opposite of where this whole thing is supposed to go. The other thing I always bring up, and I brought this up probably in the sports podcast, is um about a really very popular show on ESPN called Pardon the Interruption. And I'll make this quick. Pardon the Interruption... Is sort of responsible for everything bad on, in television argument because it's two guys and they've listed topics on down the side, and they basically often will take opposite sides and kind of yell at each other about what's going on. In fact, like, i uh, there's a great 30 round joke where they just called that show Sports Yelling, and it's just like five different, like, it's like a, a screen split 11 ways, everyone just yelling at the top of their lungs. <laughs> but what people missed about why that show works, apparently, the, the interruption works versus the way that all this other stuff is just sort of yelling, you know, chaos is that that show is two really good friends that like to discuss sports. Often they'll take opposite stances, but they are there. They are there to discuss. They are there to understand. They're not there just to shout at each other. And stupid people see that and just see the yelling. They don't see the relationship and they don't see the point, And they don't see the fact that over, the thousands of episodes of this show, it's been on for like 15 years, they've changed their minds and they've come to different conclusions about things. Not because someone yelled them into submission on it, but because they've understood the other person's stance over over a long period of time and they, they start to question their own thing without yielding, without losing, without without somehow screwing it up. And and the bottom line is, is that we put so much of a emphasis on the like team sport version of argument mm. that we end up using all of these like plays it's just like it's like it's like it's like a football play
2: totally and how do i and, trick people how do i trip them up
0: how do i trip them up and the, and the issue is that it you they, they don't actually do what you think they do which is where you get into fallacy that's what that's that they are fallacies are those make players. you
1: feel like you did yeah like, yeah they, they make, make like you feel like you won you get mm-hmm. to walk away. So this is the funny thing. This is why it's worth knowing the fallacies, I feel like, <laughs> if only for personal benefit. Yeah. Which is there are situations where that person is walking away going, I yeah, I feel like I won. And you can be like, I no. You know that they didn't because you understand the fallacious argument. But then I also never find that to be particularly satisfying <laughs> for myself. Because then I just want to try to explain the thing to them and then fuck you. you. Not gonna not gonna be helpful.
2: Well, it's it's tough because the situation where you end up having to describe a logical fallacy in someone else's opinion or someone else's argument only comes up in a situation where you're like already arguing with someone where you yeah. want to win and they want to win and you're both trying to convince the other person of like your agenda. I think if we if we were if we were brought up in an environment where debate style conversation were standard in normal things and you're like you're encouraged to constantly be debating even on things that you agree with with somebody we'd have less of a tough time with these emotional issues mm-hmm. because now you only you only have real debates with people when they disagree with you that's a horrible place to start
1: yeah well, and i think the struggle is to to present uh, like a like a an answer to anything someone says that actually contains substance, you you kind of have to... Like, my goal is always to try to contain a little bit of what they said in whatever I'm going to say, which then forces me to listen. Like, the hardest part of this whole thing, I think, that's it's, it's hard for me, and I have a lot of practice at this, is to... Not just start formulating your response the second you hear the first thing you can have a response (laughs) to, right? Like as soon as you get to the talking point that you have heard someone on TV shout about before, you go, fuck it, I got it. And then you're just like queued up, waiting for them to finish talking, right? It's hard if you don't have a notepad right there while the other person's <laughs> talking. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Right,
2: right way to handle it would be like, what else? What else do you want to share? Let me get these notes down so I can respond in due time. <laughs> you know, right.
0: yeah. So I think mean, basically what you're saying, a very important way to approach the discussion of fallacy is not to, uh, not to identify the fallacy in someone else's argument, but to avoid the fallacy yourself in your argument. Because what you learn... Is there back to the plays thing, back to the idea of like the, the 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 combative nature of this? We're so inundated with just screwed up argument that doesn't actually make any sense that when someone makes a real argument, people are kind of out of game shape, you know? Like like people are sort of they it's a, it's a lot harder to to contradict and to dig in on a good argument than it is one of these ones that has a flaw in it. So. Yeah the The importance of knowing fallacy is not only knowing the flaws of other people's uh, other people's opinions, but primarily the, the the flaws in the way you do it. Because if you do it devoid of uh, of fallacy, then you know if you want to talk about a world of upper hand and lower hand, whatever whatever the whatever's <laughs> underneath the upper hand, I guess sinister
2: left hand, another
0: hand, the uh, <laughs> third hand. Then then you uh, then you will find yourself in a place of actually making your point. And, and And a real point, I think that's what, what Cicero was thinking when he kind of came up with all this crap, is a real point is really hard to defend. And a real point is really hard to deal with, which is why they can be so powerful and why you only find yourself with your real point if you, you know, stress test it against these very, very common and very, very effective uh, fallacies. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I think there's a deeper component in modern day issues, which I'm not sure is really the topic of this cast, but um the idea that a lot of the stuff that I think we're probably all thinking in the back of our heads right now is like a constant argument topic in society. They're really they're really big, broad issues without uh real answers to questions and so people start to debate something i don't know if this fits in as like a logical fallacy maybe we'll get to it but like if you're debating something that's too broad to debate like where you can't bring in specific facts to argue a point or your point is just really generic and vague people argue over stuff like that all the time and you just you can't debate that you can't debate like what's the what's the air made of like that's a hard thing to debate
1: in that context if you ever feel like you won you fucked up because (laughs) because that conversation never is over right it's like if you're talking about the value of human life and you have a thing that you want to end with blah 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 period like you just shut down a conversation that will continue forever as long as there is human life like there's no finite i just won here's a meme in your face we're done here like the (laughs) point (laughs) the point that's lost is like you don't you don't win a conversation the goal in a conversation is to sustain it and keep it going and so we have this this idea of like it when you combine that with this sports thing right where it's like the clock ran out and i got the last score so i win like it it, we have this culture now of i was the last person to shout so i must be the winner right and it's it's like you you don't The,
0: the, off of what you just said, I think that the the biggest problem, the most common uh, fallacy, without question, is is a hasty, gener- hasty generalization. And the reason why a hasty generalization is so common is that everyone's in a big goddamn hurry, and and everyone only has so much time to read something or hear something or, and you know the people that that are doing the yelling, they know that. So you only have so much time to make your point, and it's pretty difficult to go into the extremely nitty-gritty issues of the issue like an issue such as the one that's currently going on right now involving immigration and things like that it is definitely not a short conversation however all the conversations being had about it are extremely short and what that does is regardless of whether it is humane regardless of whether it is safe, regardless of whether it's, it's any of these things that people are kind of making arguments on, on, on each side would say, it's not a good argument. It's probably not going to be a good argument because it's quick. And mm-hmm. you can't treat a complicated topic quickly without immediately trying to uh, to overgeneralize and immediately trying to put yourself in the position of like, we're almost doomed to, to uh, avoid having a real conversation about it, things like
2: that. I, I have a fun example from today. <clears throat> I was I was browsing Facebook as I would almost rather probably never do but can't help sometimes and <clears throat> I came across a post by someone that I'm friends with on the internet who I may or may not be related to and the post was just a meme that I think said uh like something like hey Starbucks how about you hire 10,000 veterans instead in response to Starbucks saying they're going to hire like 10,000 refugees or something like that. And as as I do often, I like kind of started to write a response, mostly for myself, knowing I'm not going to post like an angry response to a good friend necessarily very often in public on the internet. And immediately you go from this really simple like meme that's clearly related to something that just happened in the news media and seems simple... And within like five sentences of writing a response for myself, I realized, well, this is actually talking about like 25 different issues. Yeah. <laughs> all complex and all driving each other. And so I ended up getting in this loop about, well, wait, vet, we have veterans because we send them to war in the Middle East and the Middle East causes refugees and then we're back to more veterans and then wait, who should we be hiring here? And and it's it's just, I bring it up as an example of that exact point that all of this stuff that we're so polarized on and that people in general, t- like I think through arguments that I have with close friends here and with my fiance and with my parents, and uh, it's always something that's really complicated that there's not an easy answer to. And if you approach it with, with anger and like this frustration at the other person's perspective, you're just fucking everyone. And I'm so tired of everyone feeling like they're getting fucked because we're having a conversation.
0: Well, you, you know, you know, one, one thing that's interesting that I think is important also about this is that what your, what your friends said on the internet about, well, why don't you hire veterans instead of hiring? Was it refugees or immigrants? Is that, what, is that what he said?
2: Uh, immigrants. It was, yeah. it was in reference. Yeah. Same thing. So what,
0: the, what but what that, what that, what that, re, that retali retaliatory statement would be is basically saying that there are two teams, one team are veterans and one team <laughs> are immigrants. Right. Cause that's not, cause, cause that's, that's what that, that is what is being said there. It's not, it's, it's saying that like, if you're doing this with this team, why don't you do it with my team? You know, one of the one of the incredibly wonky, screwed up arguments of our time is uh, is the all lives matter thing, um, and and even 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 necessarily going towards uh, blue lives matter, black lives matter. I think is not saying only black lives matter. It's saying that all their
1: lives know, don't matter, right? Like it's it's not a binary statement. <laughs> not
0: a binary statement, and that's and that and and that is you know a false dilemma. That is a that situation of we have two options, one of the only one of them can be true.
2: Um, the thing this about Black one Black of the Black one of the logical fallacies, right? Assuming something that someone didn't say. This is what you're doing when you interpret Black Lives Matter incorrectly. Yes. You're assuming that they mean.
0: Yes, but 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 not but 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 most most specifically, it's it's so it's the false dilemma, which is basically saying one of these two things. You create a situation where only two things can be true, yeah. And if one is not true, then the other one has to be true, which is of course jacked up. If that's you know, that's saying if either Chipotle is open, or another <laughs> restaurant is open, but they can't both be open, which is a ludicrous thing to say. And I'm bringing up Chipotle to Um To me. The, the the importance and significance of Black Lives Matter is that a a a group of people in this country for a very, very long time have been statistics. Uh, you know, the town we come from um has this so we're from Baltimore and there's this thing in city paper called Murder Inc. And in Murder Inc., they do this thing where they have a little big map of the city and they have a little pin drop and they explain every single murder that that has taken place over the entire year and they do it every single time because so often uh there's so many murders i mean like 300 murders a year you don't they don't seem like people they seem like individual stats and it's not a coincidence that especially in the city we come from 90 of the people that die are young black men and mm-hmm. and when it's when it's that group of people it becomes a stat it becomes it becomes just another part of a quote-unquote problem and the reality is these are people. These are people that matter as much as everybody else. It's not saying they're the only people that matter. And the 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 opposition to, to Black Lives Matter, the fact that the stance they're taking is look, you're wrong because other things matter too, completely misses the point of what's going on. It completely <laughs> misses the point of what it is. The argument is not we matter more than you, it's that we matter at all. And you know, that is also... That, that that is another fallacy, sort of flimsily, but 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 close to it is the idea of a straw man. Um, straw man is one of the oldest and sort of simplest fallacies in the book, and that is if I if I want to argue with Kerfoot about stinky cheese, I just take a portion of your of your of your argument and argue against that part instead. Like if you like you know if you mentioned how how you had a certain kind of wine at one point, I just go after that wine. And they call it a straw man because it's like you, never, you ever tra- you ever see a, a dog attack somebody you have a you have a dog attack the the, the the stuffed person not the real person the, the dog's still ripping something up the dog thinks it's getting somewhere, but but that's <laughs> but that's part of the, that's part of the show overall is that we are so conditioned to adversarially contradict someone else's argument that we are willing to message to, to, to somehow misread it to, to think it, it means somebody else entirely. And then, you know, turn the person we're talking to into the bad guy using a stance that they're not even taking. And, and I think that that is probably the most pervasive one of all of right now is that we spend so much time arguing with versions of people's uh, uh, beliefs that they don't even necessarily believe. Yeah. We just pick the part that we pick the part that is easiest to go after, and that's when people are yelling. It's almost like you know it's like we each have a little you know scarecrow next to us and we're just punching each other's scarecrow over and over again and wondering how the person is not getting knocked out or getting tired we should comes, ourselves punching
2: that. i think it comes back to the core of all this is it comes back to the idea of of coming in with a goal yes. and wanting to win mm-hmm. and that sucks that's not the point of
1: conversation like like we need to we need to the mic drop shouldn't be a celebrated thing, right? Like the person that puts up that meme, like they're having this feeling like, oh snap, I just showed the world. And it's like, oh, no, oh God, that didn't, you know, it's like, great. You just created team veteran versus team refugee in a world where if I have any answer to this, that that I lose.
0: Right. just well, it, because it, it, you
1: created a world where I can't win yeah so, doesn't mean that you win so
2: here's a here's a let's I think we're kind of circling on the same <laughs> the same conversation here a little bit we're certainly all in agreement um how do <laughs> we apply so what we've kind of discussed up to this point has been sort of how do I handle a discussion with a dude at the bar who I'm arguing with over like a topic that's important to me and important to him how do we apply this in the context of Of I guess there are two things we could talk about. We could either talk about, like, what do I do when I'm actually trying to push an agenda? I want people to understand my perspective to change theirs. Uh, Say it's an important political issue. I want them to take a different stance on climate change or immigration or economics, right? How do I do it in the sense of like the modern world right now, Facebook, friends, groups? And I guess maybe even maybe more importantly, how should people in charge do this? How should like politicians be having these arguments? How should because because you can't fall back on the idea. we kind of all came to the conclusion here, well, you shouldn't come in with a with a goal in mind and and you should be respectful and yada, yada. but you you do have a goal. If you're an elected politician, your goal is to sway votes. That's your only purpose, right? So what are you supposed to do then in this? I think
0: I think the answer is you have to make sure that you're that the thing you're talking about is the thing you're talking about, um, and make sure that the argument you are making is specifically revolving around your point. Like there's so many other things people will throw in there to sort of grease the wheels a little bit and to make it a little bit more palatable and make it a little more understanding, and it also. To to sway people's opinions outside of actually outside the actual argument. I mean, like you know, speaking of politicians, there's always there's usually doomsday scenarios brought up quite often. If you if you do this, then this is going to happen, you know. And it's I do that all the time. Well, of course, uh, it, it works. It scares people. The <laughs> well, world's
2: going to come to an end if you don't do this. Come on, it scares people.
0: And I think that what you
2: have to do is
0: recognize recognize when you do that. And refocus, Make sure that you're focusing what you're trying to the point you're trying to make on the actual point you're trying to make, rather than these sort of little tricks. And recognizing other people when they're making those tricks, not to go, "Aha! You just used pokes talk, ergo propter ha, huh? you fool." Um, but b- being able to isolate that part of what they said from what they're actually saying, and try to try to force people to remain focused on on, on what they claim their stance is. For example climate change we're doing this guys um <laughs> y- you know 95 percent of conversations about that tend to go away or at least dissipate and like peter out into nothingness because you you know i am i am i am one of the the, the extremely rare uh 98 percent of people who think it's a thing um <laughs> it's it's you you can kind of find yourself at a log jam when you realize that all the stuff you're saying about science is being completely ignored and rejected by the other person right like, like 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 this is this is really what we're talking about as far as the use of the stuff right Jones yeah like you're trying to have this argument with somebody and you're saying science says this and they go I, nah. I I, I
2: but can you trust science? But it's but it's funded by the government or it's funded by McDonald's. Right.
1: Well, here's uh, an argument for why you can't trust science. Bug, right. So instead of me. having the conversation about the facts that you want to talk about, yeah. they're instead undermining your the authority that you're trying to. Right.
0: And that is and, and, that, and that's actually called an appeal to authority. The appeal, the appeal right. to authority is is when you have some sort of uh some sort of like picture it like that game primal primal rage the, the uh, dinosaur mortal Kombat game from like the mid-90s you have a big dinosaur on your side and they got a big dinosaur on your side and our dinosaurs are gonna fight um it, very often in the case of the climate change conversation on one side of the of the of the argument the authority is science and the other side the authority is 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 a religion or sort of like mystical belief of some kind um and the problem is, you're not really going to be able to change um, either person's mind about that part of it because one is one people feel very strongly about, and the other people, people kind of study logically understand why is everyone taking the class? <laughs> it's really hot in
1: here. My AC's turned off <laughs> for sound the purposes.
0: You get a fan, dude. You have a fan, Jones. What the hell's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, the fan like, is the problem. It grows... Oh, thank you <laughs> loud. I, I
0: see. Okay, great. Okay. Um, so, so, so the case there. Can, this, this is this is the question I pose to I pose to you, Jones, and and also to you, Kerb, if because I only bring up Jones because he brought it up. Can you have a conversation about climate change without invoking complicated science or religion? If you can, not really. Not really. Not really. You sure?
2: Mm, uh, kind of.
0: I think that's the reason why it's a problem. Because, because you right. end up with these people that say, again, religion says one thing, science says the other, which is also a, a preposterous notion. Um, that is where people get stuck. They get stuck well, They get stuck because they end up on this sort of fundamental belief structure, whether it's grounded in fact or grounded in, in feeling, that... Is totally immovable. So now the conversation we're having about whether it's getting whether the weird weather is weird in Southern California, it's no longer about that. It's about whether your religion exists, <laughs> and, and 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 that's having an argu- That's not having the argument you set out to have in the first place. Wait, I'm really,
2: I want to chase this now because I I feel like you just told me we can debate climate change without discussing science. I'm saying I, that's the
0: only way that's the only way to have a conversation.
1: Try the other version of this argument, right? Jeez. Which is no like uh call it a day uh the teachings of christ right like if you want to try to like like on the other side of this kind of conversation is like where i'm going with it is if you don't believe that there is any god then whether christianity or judaism or islam has the right answer like you can't even have the conversation because you don't believe in the fundamental tenet of a religious conversation, right? Climate change is inherently a scientific conversation. You don't win a scientific conversation by saying science doesn't exist. You just say we can't have a conversation here. Yeah,
2: so it's like it's grounded in a it's it has a foundation that by dismissing it you
1: just can't you just there, there is no conversation like you didn't win. You just said yeah that doesn't that's not a thing.
0: I I I, I know, right? but 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 now, but right, and, and that's that's true academically, and that's true in in terms of like of like what is a cogent, what is a good argument. We do exist in a world though where that that is the sort of inevitable, um, the 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 inevitable end. Of the conversation at a certain point right uh you know what, what's it called you guys might actually know and you're you maybe better googling that i am but like there's a thing called maybe it's called like gibson's law or something there's some there's some like or gideon's law there's some f- uh like f- term for the fact that eventually every single internet comment conversation will will talk will bring up hitler <laughs> oh, Godwin's God, God, God Law it's called Godwin's Law it's a real thing Hold on, let,
2: let, let me look up a I mean I believe it I God, see Hitler God, on the internet constantly
0: oh here it is alright so Godwin's God Law Godwin's Law is uh, an internet adage that is derived from one of the earliest bits of Usenet wisdoms, which goes if you uh, which every single every single conversation will eventually go to Hitler or the Nazis and if it does that's kind of the end of the conversation so <laughs> so okay so in, in a world where that, that's a thing We have to... Okay. We know what this stuff does. And we know how to actually put together an an argument. If you talk to a person who's already going to say that science doesn't exist because of some... No. If someone's ever going to say science doesn't exist, you telling them that that's a bad argument is is like... You are beating the ever-loving shit out of a dead horse. So, instead... There, there's there's a there's a i think an onus of creativity on people that understand argument that people understand that understand this thing to be a little bit more creative and say like, is there a way is there a way to have a conversation about climate change that doesn't that doesn't challenge someone's religious belief or force them to feel like they're somehow altering the, the their fundamental belief structure in order to at least possibly see your point and the answer has to be yes, because if there's no, then 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 the, then the world is truly going to end and we're all going to die.
2: That might be. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's I, another, no, really, there's another like, sci-fi law along those lines that there's a there's a great thing that kills every civilization. Maybe it's climate filter. change. the great filter. Is that what it's called?
1: Yeah. The great um, filter.
0: I, I I would I would like to release why we have
1: not yet encountered another intelligent life form because there's some great filter that just like societies just don't get through.
0: Sure. But, um, but but my point is that wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't it be interesting if someone if someone got up on a dais and said something interesting about climate change that neither that did that that like like that's the thing is that you almost have to have that conversation about specific events and specific things, and and basically have as much like as much information to 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 point to that doesn't just invalidate the person's claim. You know what I mean? Like for example, think live climate change. So we live, in, we all live in Southern California. I live in or Kirk and I live in probably the the, the drier part. Is San Diego wetter than? Does
2: it rain more where you are, Jones? Mm, no, nah, it's pretty today. <clears throat> damn diet. So,
0: So, like one of the screwy arguments about against climate change when it has it, it basically didn't rain, rain for five years and then it rained a year's worth like two weeks ago, um, <clears throat> which ain't normal. Is that oh, that, that, that just this this shit is cyclical, and and you want to be able to show the simple numbers and say it is getting warmer in Southern California. So let's just talk about this. Let's not we 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 don't have to make some sort of grand. Grand uh, declaration about weather... whether <laughs> um, <laughs> we we just need to acknowledge. Let's talk about why this is happening right here, and if there's any possible corollary for it. I have a pretty good idea for the corollary, and and now we're talking about what's actually going on, rather than talking about what's happening, what's been happening for a hundred million years. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in in like things like what's going on elsewhere in the country. it all, all kind of ends up with that is that we end up, we end up. <sighs> all right. I'm going to bring up something else. that's kind of nuts. You guys remember when in high school, <laughs> when I would do that thing where I could, I could connect any two actors for. Oh yeah. For, Kevin oh, Bacon Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Okay. Yeah, Six stuff.
1: degrees of anyone.
0: So I can still do that with anybody. And actually I was home when I was home in, in over December, like someone's brother who I hadn't seen in like 15 years, I, I, I opened the door. I didn't even know who it was. And they go, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and and <laughs> Zac Efron, um, and I did it. By the way, um, the, the 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 trick to that always was, at least was initially, I had this chain, and it, it was almost like it was a it was a freeway. It was like if you can get a person to the freeway, you can get anybody to the freeway. So all you gotta do is all you gotta do is get them there, and you can drive over here, drive drive down this way, and go down, and you're you're there.
1: Beetlejuice or JFK?
0: Well, Beetlejuice and Beetlejuice is the center of it because Beetlejuice has a ton of people in it, and not only a ton of people in it, a ton of people that are in totally different kinds of movies. It has has, uh, Gina Davis, it has Winona Ryder, it has Jeffrey Jones, it has Michael Keaton, it has Alec Baldwin, who are all in a lot of other things, a lot of people. I digress. The point is, our current School of argument is to make the thing that we're talking about something else that is irrefutable, and now you're not arguing anymore. That's why climate change hits the loggerhead because because the people yeah. who, th- who don't believe in it, they think that believing in that somehow contradicts uh, religion. And whether that's true or not is sort of irrelevant because if they if they're taking that stance now, it's like we're well, just trying to trick me out of the, out of this larger thing. And, and and there's a grand irony to it because in judeo uh, christian um uh you know um theology there's a lot of weird weather shit you know like, <laughs> right? like like there's plenty of weird stuff so the concept is not is not ultimately foreign it just people are almost driving their own car into the place where they feel comfortable and they feel comfortable they don't ever have to move from you know like all the you know, all my sports-related arguments about the football team that I root for, you're not going to change my mind that I like my football team more than other, than than I than like other football team. So, if the conversation goes there, then we're not talking about anything anymore. We're just sitting there with our arms folded, saying what we think, and then and then leaving pissed off about it, or mm. worse yet, leaving go. I really showed him.
2: Yeah. was that. Yeah, I like. I think, kind of what you're saying there. If I can try to sum it up, is that the uh, it kind of goes back to the goal of the goal of the conversation is not to prove right or wrong. It's not an absolute thing. It's to why are you talking to another human if you already know that everything you're saying is provable and you don't need to prove the whole thing. You could ask, you could talk to somebody about how smelly it is when your car is turned on when you stand by the tailpipe. That's just like, it's anecdotal at the moment, but it's, it's a perception. It's a, it's a human condition statement. It's just to give someone a sense of why you believe your thing more so than just, Hey, here's a number. This is absolutely irrefutable.
0: Yeah. And, 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 I think that, you know, not only, what you said is really important. It's not only, um, going into an argument to win, it's going into an argument to not lose, (laughs) you know and 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 that and that isn't even screw your position to
2: to to start from because i mean it's like subtle subtle difference it's a
0: big difference yeah i think it's a big difference because when you because when you when you when you go into an argument to win you are at least putting yourself out there and making an effort okay Uh, snowball fights (laughs) all right snowball fight yep There are are two ways to win a snowball fight. (laughs) Make a lot of snowballs and try to hit the other person. Or make it so the other person can't hit you. And that is, that's building your big sort of like, you know, your little igloo around yourself. You build your trench. If you really, if you really, really, really don't want to get hit by a snowball, you can go inside. (laughs) You know, you didn't win the snowball fight. You just went inside. As opposed to playing to win, which is, I'm going to make the snowball's in charge, I'm going to go after your, your, your fort and try to get you. I think that we almost need to stop pretending like going inside is winning. It's not winning. It's avoiding losing. Yes. But even also, then, you're not gone anywhere, you're back inside and you're having fun.
1: But you also got to think more broadly about, I mean, a snowball fight is a perfect analogy because the point is just to have fun anyway so like you can also win a snowball fight by walking over to the person you're playing with slamming their face in the snow so they start crying and they go home to their mom and then you're alone standing in the snow not having a snowball fight anymore like the (laughs) point is to have fun with like you want the fight to keep going or else you're not having a snowball fight
0: and getting hit by a snowball it's kind of fun
1: (laughs) I
2: think I think the, uh, the problem that this, this makes me realize, because you're comparing debate all of a sudden to like trench warfare, right. is that when people are typically discussing these topics that people are very passionate about, but at that given moment, they don't really have anything to lose or win other than the argument. It's not like debating climate change right now. If I win, I'm saving the planet. If I lose, the planet goes up in flames. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's just a conversation at a bar. Same thing with the snowball fight, right? If I if I hide in my fort, eh, I don't lose, I don't get hit by a snowball. If I charge your fort and win, I don't win a war. You know, we still end up going inside and having hot chocolate later. So, so there's there's a necessary piece of like urgency around conversations to make them functional. Like point. you have the person has to die if they lose, <laughs> or something prolific has to happen if they win, or else there's. Or else maybe everyone should just chill the fuck out a little bit. Maybe that's the <laughs> it, that's the solution to that. It's
0: such an important point, especially when you talk about the the, the, the the unsolvable problems, the things that are the arguments that are so big, it's like where do you even start? Mm-hmm. You're right. There's no urgency in talking about immigration in America because it's not something that 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 lives or dies in, in, over over one day, although people are certainly making an effort to do that. Um it is something that is so big and so broad and so multi-layered and so requiring a lot of people to talk to 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 bring in and talk about, and a lot of people who do have a lot more at stake than the people just kind of academically talking about it. Um, that we almost get bored and and are like, it's too big, it's too big. I, I just want to go inside and have a chocolate. <laughs> um, right. So so, you're right. In order to have the conversation, really. We have to treat these things like slightly more pressing issues. Otherwise, you'll never leave your own comfort zone and talk about it. I know I'm wrong about all kinds of stuff. I like I remember I I, I was wrong about the cure. Jones told me I was wrong about the cure. Like, <laughs> I thought like, the cure was stupid. And I was like, oh, actually, pretty pretty good. I'm not wrong about Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd's dumb. <laughs> it is, and I, and, I, and, I, and you're entitled your opinion. Your opinion's wrong. But like, but but the point is that I don't I don't feel any. I don't feel like I've somehow lost some sort of battle or being and being being held in a different light because I thought the cure was stupid. I just saw it differently at one point. I think that like part of truly having an argument, part of truly having an understanding is not being so precious about the thing you already believe. Now granted there are certain things that are completely I I think it, it, that are infallible and, 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 and are I'm, – I'm not going to waffle on my opinions involving race or my opinions involving a lot of really important stuff that, that people tend to disagree with about these days. But I'm not going to approach the conversation believing that I am going to be talked out of that. So instead, it's just about explaining – you know, explaining my opinion, Explaining. explaining – as best as I possibly can to change, to change somebody else's mind, um, you know those are the topics that are really hard to, to waffle on. Everything else, everything that doesn't lead to one of those things, you got to be willing to say, yeah, the cure is okay. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, like from 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 things that that aren't truly like fundamental apocalyptic. No, this is just the way it is, and I'm sorry that you you, you just you can't possibly right everything. Everything has to be somewhat negotiable or at least discussable. Or else, we're we're literally never ever gonna have any common ground ever again, and that that's, and that and that's 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 stupid.
2: I, I love that I conclusion. It's a really interesting one, to to kind of. I think if I could sum up, sum up what we've talked about, it's simply try to have more conversations and fewer arguments.
1: I love that. I like it. Do that. Also, keep <laughs> listening to our podcast more specifically thanks more for, importantly thanks for hanging out for another one really really fun guys. And, uh, Anytime. yeah thanks for, thanks for, on, buddy. Thanks for coming <laughs> by um coming by you didn't we're not actually in don't, person break, this the fourth time. Wall. don't <laughs> break the fourth wall um man that one wore me out i'm like i got no no i got nothing left so it's good it's good stuff it was really cool. good it's over.
2: a lot of information
1: but uh thanks for hanging out i'm adam I'm Brian. I'm Mike.
2: Hooray!
1: Mr. Ozolio.
2: They <laughs> don't know what I know. don't
1: know. You're just you're gonna live in a trailer. Malibu like rigs in Leap Weapon? <laughs>